It is episode 22 on Madiba's radio, the best youth station in the Bay. I'm your host, Gorgs. Uh, so today we're doing something a little bit different uh, with so much uncertainty going forward in rugby. So we decided to join in on a press conference uh, which was held by SA Rugby Director of Rugby, Rassi Rasmus, and SA Rugby referee, Jakob Paper, as they uh, review the 2020 season and shed some light on future events within SA Rugby as the British and Irish Lions Tour and the Franchise Cup on the next upcoming events. So do stay tuned in and listen in on what they have to say up next on the show. Yo, what up? This is Questa, the car. And right now you're listening to my Divas Radio. You're listening to Madiba's Radio. Opening up the waves for you to be heard. Okay, guys. Yeah, uh, thanks for for making time for this. Um, you know, it's it, it's been a while, um, and I was just uh, yeah. I, I would I thought to myself. I looked at some of or, you know of the things people are discussing currently, and I and I just took myself back to uh, 2019, and I thought you know the the campaign that we had stronger together was um, was about you know um, us coaching as hard as we can and playing as well as we can and. Uh, and you guys reporting as accurate as you can, and obviously the supporters supporting and, 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 and doing what they always do. Uh, uh, and I just looked at some of the things and I thought, well, are we giving enough information to the guys currently to, to be informed about what's going on, you know, on the field and off the field? And uh, I just said to uh, to Jock, uh, the Springbok coach, and, and just a few internal colleagues, I said, I, I wonder, Currently, there's a few uh, opinions and stuff going around which one totally actually understand because uh, the you know, media don't have opportunities to get to the field and, and next to the field and 
Uh, not all of them can go into matches or nobody can go into matches. And, you know, we don't play Springbok matches, so uh, we don't have press conferences and we haven't played last year. So I think we are a bit unfair to, to, to expect almost from you guys to report accurately and for the supporters to get the, the accurate information, you know, if, if we don't share. And because there wasn't test matches, because COVID had a few of us down and out for a while and, and ugh, just it's just impossible really to, to be as uh, open and will communicate as well. So yeah, that's the whole thinking behind today. Um, Zina, I don't know how much of the, the you know, the, the rules I would say of the day that you give to the guys, but we thought if I can go for about 10 minutes or so, and then, you know, we can go, uh, from, I know we said 45 minutes, but if we go to an hour, uh, well, no, we're fine with that. Uh, if the questions keep on coming, I think you said two per person, but hell guys, if we, if there's something really burning that we want to discuss, uh, and I can answer it, and, and we can share that, shit, by all means, let's do it. Um, obviously, there's going to be things that, are, that I can't, can't answer, and there's going to be things that, uh, you know, it's still in the middle of negotiations and stuff that, that I please ask you guys, just and, and ladies, sorry, ladies also, to, to respect, because, you know, some things I just can't comment on right now. But th those that I can, I will be as honest as I can, I just found out in 2019, you know, the more we share, you, know, you guys uh, uh, can be accurate and, and people can hear the right message. So thanks for your time. Uh, also got Jakob Piper on the call, um, of on, on the meeting, uh, really for two reasons, guys. Uh, none of us has coached in COVID. None of us has refereed in COVID. Uh, I don't think a lot of, nobody on this call anyway has, has done it. Even Jacques, I think Jacques is, is, is also in this meeting. He's not going to answer anything because we want to keep it broad, not about the Springboks only. Uh, but none of us has actually coached in this period. Uh, but Paper has been on the field in the middle. Uh, um, he's a guy that knows they do COVID testing just like uh, and he's top referees in the world. So um, I just thought having him. Sorry guys, there's one guy who's not on mute there. Can you guys just put him? Yeah, can we mute that one, please? Sorry guys. Thank you. And Alfred, please switch off your camera. Sorry, sorry, Z. Uh, so, so Yaku is on the call and uh, he's available. In can you guys hear me? Sorry, man. There's somebody who's on, not on mute. Can you hear me? We can hear you, Ross. There was a bit of an echo, but uh, it looks like it's off now. Okay, great. Uh, so that's why Yaku is on. Uh, I mean, he can tell us what it what it's like and, and those kind of things. Uh, so if, if there's questions to him, obviously you're more than welcome. So Z, you you will tell me um, if there's hands up, or, or I'll, I'll finish, and then you'll you'll run the the questions. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, okay guys. So just a little bit of a um, take back uh, where we were last year uh, when we all came back from the World Cup the previous year. Uh, just a quick brief uh, to to keep keep you guys where were we? We were making ready for Scotland and Georgia, two matches against Scotland and Georgia, and we were doing analysis and preparing and. That was the plan, you know, uh, uh, and Jacques going to have his first test match against Scotland, Scotland and Georgia, you know, uh, rugby championships, end of year tour. And obviously, you know, doing analysis and preparing for those guys and being as ready as we can, uh, it was postponed. Then we had the rugby championship, uh, uh, obviously more than happy to answer a few questions on that, uh, uh, you know, which at the end of the day was... Uh, for us, it's impossible if we look at our player welfare uh, uh, to do that. So we didn't play rugby championships. Uh, we even, because we really felt, you know, we just can't um, go and play 
with the lockdown that we had and the regulations that we had here, specifically in South Africa. When we did the testing on, on, on the players, uh, you know, it just would have been an unbelievable risk. Uh, and I know there will be questions around that, and that's fine. Uh, we even tried the green and gold game to get guys extra game time to make sure that we, we can actually make the rugby championships and, and have a broader look at some of the other players. So, yeah, it was, it was nice to let the guys play against each other. It wasn't nice to play in an empty stadium with a game like that. Uh, um, and it was really to try and get five or six games for the guys to play. If we just started playing the Super Rugby Unlocked or the Curry Cup immediately, you know, there would have been a buy for one of the teams in the first five weeks. So, you know, we would have only had four weeks. So we started the Super Rugby Unlocked later and have a green and gold game for two reasons. To, to, to actually look at the players, the youngsters, uh, some of them were injured at that time, unfortunately. Uh, uh, but look, at, have a feel of them, start coaching, the Springbok team coaching again on the field, getting used to them, uh, letting some of the youngsters experiencing that course. We would have gone into a rugby championship with three or four games. Uh, and we just that's why the Green and Gold would have given us another game, because there would have been a buy uh, for one of the teams in that first four, four weeks. Let's say, for example, the Bulls. Then a lot of those guys would have a game less. That was played and, and then, you know, at the end of the day, the decision was made uh, uh, on player welfare and, and almost medical scientific advice, which we can chat about a little bit later. Um, then we, we had to do something that, um, uh, you know, what are we going to do now? We're not going to rugby championship. Uh, I'll be sitting with um, our local, local base springboard players who are available. Uh, you know, are we going to play just a curry cup single round uh, uh, in or super rugby, Vodacom super rugby unlocked? Uh, are we, are we going to manage that? I mean, there's responsibilities towards sponsors who were great for us in the previous years of super rugby. You know, we, we owe them something, not, not something, a lot, but to say thank you and to try and finish it somehow uh, and, and play it and, and crown a champion there before we step out of super rugby. We are, were desperate to let uh, calling Black Label give them a curry cup that's, that's you know, in the first year with no crowds, uh, having a sponsor like that to, you know, keeps to, keeps the, not the promise, they just stay committed in a time when it was almost impossible to, to, to think that there's no crowds and stuff, it's just games on TV. So to get that sorted out and to get the best possible chance, and, and that's why I think sometimes if, if people are not really well informed, uh, uh, and these are the lessons that we learn. Uh, they, they, they form an opinion and, and, and they repeat that opinion and, and then sometimes, you know, the public start believing that, uh, believing that opinion. Uh, like, like some people would have said, guys, they can't believe the, believe the Super Rugby unlocked points were carried over to the Curry Cup. That was a stupid thing. Now, uh, uh, and I agree, if we don't tell you guys why we do it, you, you might think it's a stupid thing. So again, you know, it's lessons learned from my side. But the, the, the basic thing around Super Rugby unlocked and Curry Cup was pretty simple. You know, if you had a Super Rugby unlock of just six games, uh, then if one game were cancelled by COVID, it would have a massive impact uh, on, 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 you know, if both teams get two points, if it's only six games. Um, you know, if, if the Curry Cup was only six games, uh, uh, again, it would have been the same competition repeated, and there was just six games. And again, if any game got cancelled and it's two points each, you know, we have a massive impact. So, uh, you know, I, I get the, the narrative that people say the integrity of the competition. I actually think the way we did it, we we protected the integrity of, of 
Not so much, we couldn't do Vodacom Superart because we had a certain cut-off day to do that. But I think uh, we tried our best there. And then with the Curry Cup, I think we actually, yes, like, it's actually a double round, home and away. Nobody can moan about the draw, could you play the Pumas home and away? Griquas can't moan because they play the Blue Bulls home and away. You know, it's like the old days. It's almost back to 2005 for the first time since 2005, I think. We had the local Springboks all available for those matches. We didn't tell any franchise who was who had pony players, players of national interest, how many minutes the players must play. You know, we didn't, we didn't, because we didn't have a target date for test matches now, so they could use the Springboks as much as they wanted to. And you know, nobody could say I, I, we didn't have a great draw. So uh, uh, first of all, that's why the league points and the net two points was carried over to to give everybody a fair chance to try and get the best four teams in the semi-final and then in the final. Uh, um, and if you now think back, um, it's just, there were five games cancelled out of, you know, I think 44, out of 46 games. 44 games, there were five games cancelled. Uh, um, and if those were happening in a single round, I think the integrity would have been much more, you know, compromised than, than we did. And that's the reason why we had the Super Rugby unlock with the uh, league points carrying over. So it's a home and away, one competition. Uh, on the on the table, and hopefully then we we could uh, you know um, uh, make sure the integrity stays more or less intact. But then COVID has a massive impact, guys. We we totally understand that, and and I would love to give you stats to compare with other competitions. But hell, we uh, I think we in a big way really uh, only being interrupted with, with five matches is really not a lot when you consider there's 46 being played. So, um, just if, if I can put something into perspective, uh, perspective was the right word, perspective. Uh, uh, um, the first thing is, if a match got cancelled in, in, in one of these competitions, a match get cancelled only by the NICD, that Institute of, National Institute of Communicable Diseases. So, it's not a team that, is a, that decided you could cancel a match. So, if there's an outbreak, in a specific uh, team and they got a lot of infections, they couldn't stop the game and come to Saru and say, stop the game. We, we, we have 15 infections. I mean, the, the Sharks actually played a match with, with 15 infections. So, but there's a certain stage when NICD comes in and they say, guys, this is, this is, a, a, this is a serious thing here. You, know, you guys are, are high risk of spreading this virus. We're going to play the match. Now, um, when they cancel a match, or when a team can't field uh, a full front row, which the law of the game requires. You can't, if you can't field a team with two full front rows, lose head tight head uh, and hooker, and lose head tight and hooker on the bench, because of COVID, nothing else. Then they can't Just that one on mute also, guy who just joined, please. And so if they couldn't uh, field a team that, uh, uh, say, let's say the Bulls had a four, in, uh, four COVID cases in the front row, that was also another reason. That's the only reasons why you could cancel matches. You can't just cancel it because we had uh, 21 cases, but the NICD didn't uh, deem you to be a hotspot and cancel the game. So uh, that's the first thing. Then, if a game got cancelled, you know, and we workshopped this with all the CEOs and the franchises, and all the rules were set out beforehand. For example, you know, we had an agreement. If a game gets cancelled, then uh, um, you know, uh, each team get two points. If those two teams, the two CEOs, can agree on a date, 
then where that game can be replayed and they take player welfare in consideration, like the Lions and the Bulls did. Then those teams can play the game, let's say on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Um, if they can't agree on a date, then, you know, it's two points each uh, for them. Uh, so again, um, only having one game replayed or postponed and then played later, it would have been six and only five cancelled out of 44. I think comparing to the, the rest of the world, the competition is pretty much integrity-wise the best it can possibly protect that. You, if you can't play a game, you can't cancel it yourself, you know, it must be the NICD. If you cancel it, you must try and replay it. If the two CEOs can't agree, it's two points each, and, and that's pretty fair, in my opinion. And just maybe the last thing, uh, um, you know, you had in, in, in Premiership a team who, who, were, who didn't have enough players, uh, or, you know, there was an outbreak there. There they gave the opposition five points, league points, and 28 points. And it was a massive thing. I mean, a team like Sales Sharks in the last game was going into the semi-finals, and they had an outbreak, which basically is an act of God. It's, it's not... It's not you can prevent it to a point, but I mean, nobody gets COVID on purpose. You know? So we just felt two points each. And by the way, the Premiership now changed their rule where the team that can't participate uh, gets two league points. The team that can't participate can't participate gets four league points. And the score is null-null so that they don't lose out on their two points. So they also adjusted this because they played before us and they could learn from their lessons. Uh, um, so just before I, I, I open up for, for questions on obviously any subject uh, apart from things that I can't answer, just on the semi-final and final being played, the semi-final being played this weekend, guys yeah, and ladies, is we it would have been played last weekend, but you know uh, you saw what John Do what, what Dobbo John Dobson said in the newspaper. He would like to have everybody fit and you know do strength versus strength and, and not have 20 players out in the thing. So we had a meeting with all the CEOs and we postponed the final uh, by by one week. The Bulls and Lions had the option to play last weekend if they wanted to, but they decided to play this weekend. So both semi-finals is this weekend. We have a cutoff date for Thursday, 12 o'clock, that each team was given their semi-final teams with their, you know, their, their, their status on COVID because the team that can't participate this weekend, you know, uh, they unfortunately are, are not going to the final because we've moved it out already by one week and the knock-on effect that will have for the rest of our um, season will, will just be tremendous. So that's why we gave... Ten days ago, we gave the notice that the, 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 the semi-finals will be this weekend. If um, both teams can't play, then the team with the highest uh, um, league points will go through. The reason why they must all announce their teams on Thursday is because you know, if one team can't uh, field the team, the other team might hold back a little bit and, and say that we, we could field the team. You know, so we wanted everybody to keep their teams in exactly the same time, 12 o'clock on Thursday, just to make sure there's no uh, pointing fingers and stuff like that. Um, yes, and, and that's where we are. So we had semi-final and final stage. And and, and, and I, I guess the things that, that oh, yeah, I can tell you, I can tell you a little bit later, but how a normal week works for, for team playing. You know, because I, I fully get what people are currently saying about the product on the field and I mean, you know, when people mention ball in play, yes, guys, it's our jobs. We, we just do that. We analyze players week in, week out, every day, jock and the guys. 
analyze how many cleans, how many tackles. You know, every player gets rated. They get a roadmap how far they are from the Springbok team. Uh, and so we see the stats as we go on. And we see, oh, well, here's a problem. The bowling play is down. And we talk to the teams and we find out what's going on. So, but we don't always share that. And that's a problem. And, and that, that's our problem, our, our bad. So I apologize for that. So Z, I, I started with 17 minutes. I apologize. So if we go to three o'clock or a little bit over, um, more than happy to do that. Uh, um, uh, so guys, you can, on these specific things, uh, if we can start on that, and, and which I mentioned now, and then move to other stuff a little bit later, that, that would really help. Uh, so yeah, appreciate the time and, and shoot away, Z. Rossi, I'm just thinking, would you like to bring Yaku in quickly as well, um, now early on? No, no, I've got Yaku on here. Uh, uh, purely when we ask about the games, guys, and about what's happening on the field and without how COVID, you know, I'm not the guy who, who goes to a match and on the field and seeing what the players does, you know, and, and just when I talk, the referees are obviously in my department, in our, my department, in our department, uh, and we work closely with them, and I know there's been uh, some really under par performances which we are trying to sort out. Uh, but there's also some, I think you might have input on things which, which guys are. So no, no, no problems here. Let them ask questions and they will be linking Yahoo. You, you will be able to answer questions which I probably can't. Fantastic. Um, thanks, Rassi. Uh, first question, Ken Borland. Thanks, Gina. Uh, good afternoon, Rassi. Um, Rossi, you've said the Curry Cup final can't be pushed out um, any further than uh, 30th of January. Um, what's happening in SA Rugby between 30th of January and, and April when Rainbow Cup um, is meant to be played? It, there's obviously a reason why the final can't be pushed out any further then. Yeah, Ken, I must apologize. The semi-final is on those rules, uh, which I just said, not the final. My, my apologies. The final, if it can't be played on the 30th, then we're going to find the final will be played. So, you know, it's only two teams that's involved then. If it's a semi-final, four teams and, and it will have a massive throw-on effect. The final would be, if you can't play the Saturday, go to the Sunday, we go to the Monday. But we will play a final in the Colin Curry Cup. My apologies, I got that wrong. The knock-on effect is, you know, the players must have a three-week uh, off-season. Uh, um, and for the teams to be ready for the, the, the um, uh, Pro 16, which actually is now uh, called the Rainbow Cup, as an interim competition going to the, uh, to the proper Pro 16 by September, the end of this year, next year, the, or the 2021-2022 season of Pro 16 will happen from September, October. We haven't got the fixtures yet. But we're having a short-term version, which is called the Rainbow Cup, which get played, uh, you know, uh, in two, three months' time. And, you know, if we gave our guys now proper three weeks off, and, and, and uh, please excuse me, that Franchise Cup is actually just the way we made a rugby decision. To play a franchise, franchises against each other, we'll have to do that to be competitive in Pro 16 or, or our, teams, our teams stand a chance to win Pro 16. Purely because different way of refereeing, uh, different weather conditions. Uh, so we actually just said, let the franchises play each other and we will referee it like it is in Pro 16. And the teams will, we will really share a lot of information from our experiences when coaching in those competitions. Uh, uh, so that would have influenced that the players couldn't have a proper three week break. 
but the final will get played. It's just congesting the whole whole thing, really. If the if we if we uh, put it out another week, I hope that answers your question. Sorry. Thanks, Rashi. Fatima. Hi, thanks, Zina. Um, Zina, my question is for Rashi. Good afternoon, Rashi. How are you? <laughs> okay, so I, my question is for you coming from the uh, perspective of a coach and then obviously with the athletes that you were dealing with, just taking you back to the Green and Gold Springbok showdown, would you say that there was many challenges that athletes experienced during home confinement um, caused by COVID and how did you aid and support them upon their return? Was this a really big challenge for you as a coach? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an awesome question, and and yes, I can, yes, guys and ladies, uh, if I can, if I can just say to, in a personal way, and and I will answer that green and gold game in two ways, you know, that was the, I think the second game of rugby after the guys played, um, you know, haven't played for seven months or six months or something, you know, it was players, and 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 by this, I'm not making excuses, I'm saying lessons learned. We must learn from these things and try and do it the right way next time. So the first thing where we protected them was actually after that game is actually not going to the rugby championships. That was the first first step we took. Because to put those guys, they would have played away green and gold. They would have trained the previous week. Then they would have played one game and then they would have been in a bubble in Australia for eight weeks. Uh, um, while there's a COVID pandemic in South Africa with you know children at home not going to school, with moms and dads being ill, you know, close friends who died. And I know it's the same in every sector of, and I'm not complaining, I'm just giving the facts. So there was tremendous pressure on players. You know, they're also taking a 50% salary cut. They're still paying a 50% salary cut. Uh, and not all players are earning millions. You know, out of the 600 uh, or 650 professional rugby players, contracted rugby players we have in South Africa, you know, there, there's a lot that doesn't earn big, big money. And all of them are taking close to 50% player cut, which have a massive impact on, on you. So, yeah, that, that was the first thing, cancelling the rugby championship. Then, you know, um, guys, I must actually take you through what a week entails uh, in a normal COVID environment for a team to get ready. Uh, um, so, yes, that was the first thing. The other thing is we did obviously testing. We got a lab to, uh, uh, um, you know, even the Greek was, it was far away. They were tested on Tuesday mornings. They got their result on Tuesday evenings. I'm sorry, I'm going to ramble on for three minutes. You know, if we go over three o'clock to half past three, that's also fine. But I think I must, must give the detail. So, guys, a normal week works like this. The match is played on Saturday. The guys go home. On Monday, they can't train together. You normally, you have 280 minutes of training during a week. That's now not gym time. That's on the field, 280 to 300 minutes. Now, on a Monday, you can't train with the ball. Uh, because your testing can only be done Tuesday morning. If you do your testing on Monday, I'm not talking fitness testing, I'm talking COVID testing. If you do your testing on Monday and, and somebody is positive, you have to go back two days. So now you actually have to go to the match and you have to analyze the match and see the players is positive. Um, uh, who, who were they in contact with for longer than five seconds? And then you must actually track close contacts, uh, which they deem more than five seconds. So that's why the testing were done on Tuesdays. So Tuesday, Monday, no training really, well with the ball or game plan wise. Tuesdays, you know, no training, because Tuesday evening the results only get out. Uh, so team announcements, no, they can't announce the team on Monday, although teams normally get announced in, in, uh, on the media on Wednesdays or Thursdays. 
internally the teams normally get announced on a Monday morning or Monday afternoon. So no team announcements you could do on a Monday or Tuesday. You couldn't train Monday or Tuesday any game plan. And then Tuesday evening the coach or the medical officer got the results of those players who's positive or negative. Now Wednesday morning he can announce his team. This is now three days before the Saturday game. And now Wednesday he can do scrums and mauling and breakdown all in one day because he couldn't do that on And then if he wants to, he can train on Thursday, but that's two days before the match. And normally they don't have a captain's practice. So I would say the training minutes uh, together as a team or units forwards or scrumming went down from 280 to 300 minutes down to 190 minutes and let's say 150 minutes maximum. Uh, um, So you can think then, then that player... With a totally different team on Wednesday where they did analysis. They go and play a match. Uh, uh, coaches were, were ill. Coaches were out of the mix three, four weeks. Uh, one of the Bulls coaches was ill a long time. Uh, province coaches infected. Jake was infected. So, you know, Sean didn't even go with the guys to Bloomfontein, Sean Everett. Uh, uh, so, so it's pretty tough on the guys in terms of that. And then the last thing to answer you, I hope it answers you. When somebody does get positive, uh, tested positive, uh, a player, or management member, they go into to, to quarantine for 10 days. Obviously, for nine days, you, you can still infect other people. And then uh, on the 10th day, you know, you, they do, uh, um, they do a, a, a EKGs and those kind of things for two days to make sure what did the virus, uh, um, uh, you know, affect in your body. And then there's a four-day return to train, a return to play protocol, which a player must follow. So a player who's out with medical, uh, with a COVID case, Actually, 16 days out of the mix, uh, which is more than two. It's two games. Um, and again, that was to protect the player. Um, uh, that we don't come with uh, maybe maybe the virus also had an effect on his heart. So that was checked. And uh, that's the other way how we, we protected them by actually taking them out 16 days if they were tested positive. And obviously all the close contact, if they scrummed with all the locks and props and those guys, goes into quarantine also for a period of, of 10 days. I hope that answered your question. I know our time will go over, guys, but that's okay. Did that that answer your question? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Stephen, you can ask your question. Uh, Thanks Thanks very much for the opportunity. Um, Rusty, I I think you've probably answered my question and probably what you were alluding to were comments on the standard of play. Um, And I think... um, that really puts it uh, into perspective. Um, and um, the other question really that I had was, um, is it realistic to even uh, think that we might have the Rainbow Cup? Um, yeah, I guess, you know, that's, uh, in terms of lesson learned, we realized we saw the past, uh, yeah, how unpredict- unpredictable things were. And uh, yeah, really is it, is it realistic and, and is there contingency planning going on for everything? Yeah, so Stephen, th- thanks for that. Nice to chat to you also. Uh, I haven't seen most of the ladies and gents in this call, I haven't seen in person for, for, for lots of time, for months, almost a year. Um, so, so the first answer, and I, maybe paper, Papes, you can come in here, guys. Papes is one of the referees who, uh, well, apart from being a friend, that I know and I trained with him a lot. He's, he's one of the refs that's in the top two, three of world when World Rugby tests, you know, for, for their fitness. He, he's in the top three. So, uh, uh, always, and I, and I know, I, 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 you know he's got his own 
guy keeps him fit and those kind of things. And I would like him to come here because I asked him the other day when the Pumas played um, the last game against the, the Bulls. Uh, I just asked him, you know, because again, let's talk about the standard of the game, guys. Uh, uh, yes, I mean, everybody knows this 25, 26-minute bowling play. That's, that's not rocket science to find that out. I mean, every single player knows his money, knows his actions. You know how many tackles he made? He knows it. So we're asking and we're rating these guys to get them ready for test matches, to play the British and Irish Lions, you know, to be ready for Pro 16. And we ask these questions. And, and so just to, uh, I'll answer the other one now about um, uh, Pro 16 uh, Rainbow Cup, Stephen. It's just... You know, the, the recovery is different and, and people forget when, when a guy's got the virus, he was actually very ill. You know, even though he didn't have symptoms, you know, and mo- a lot of them get symptoms, but the guy was ill. I mean, I, I had COVID, a lot of people had COVID. You are really ill. So when you get back to training, it's not whoop after 16 games, you back it at the top and you're now just going to perform. You were out for 16 days and you were really ill. And the heat, guys, we have never had guys play the 26th, the first thing is we had guys now playing the 26th of, of December, a day after Christmas. I mean, that's totally out of our players' comfort zone. They've never experienced that, you know. Uh, they're playing the 1st of January. Uh, in the heat, is 37 degrees. I mean, you, you go and run a 6K uh, in, in, in the morning and you go and run a 6K 12 o'clock uh, in the afternoon, you know. And, and I don't know, Papi, if you want to come... Is it something? Do you want to come in on this page because you would know what it was out and, and maybe also talk about the effect it had on, on, on your weeks in the referees? Yeah, sure. I see. Um, obviously, the heat is, is something we're not known not known to us, so it's it's, it's definitely a, a challenging environment. If if you just like the last game I ref at Nelspray, the first half, um, I I had sunburn after the first half, like a proper red ring around my neck, and that's the first time in a professional rugby game ever that I got sunburn in a, in, a, in a professional game. And I mean, that's not just a measure. If you if you try and pick up the ball, I always try and pick up the ball and hand it to the halfbacks. You know, that ball is so so wet from the humidity that it's, it's pretty hard to handle. So I've got a lot of empathy with the players when they when they handle and they and they struggle with the handling. Um, it's, it's, it really is, a, it's different. We've never, we've never refereed and, and played in December and, and early January. Normally we start about 20 January with the warm-up games and then from February, when it's a bit better, you, you know, we play games. So, I I can agree there to what what you said, Rusty. It's definitely challenging um, conditions to play in, and 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 in the referee week, the week, as you said, the teams week are different. Normally, we start preparing on a Monday um, for Saturday's game, you know, or reviewing with the previous game, and then start preparing for Saturday's game on a Tuesday. We get our team selections, and we start communicating with the teams. You know, if there was a scrum issue. We can address it with like Jake or Dobbo, whoever is, is playing on the weekend, and, and we can get that sorted. But now they only get their teams on a Wednesday. Um, you know, we start our processes on a Thursday. They don't have a lot of time because they've got to work through their teams. So all those things are on a little bit under pressure, and it's it, it, it all makes you know for a different weekend out of comfort out of your comfort zone. You know, going into the games. But again, it's not excuses. We've got to get used to this and, and start and start finding solutions to this. Yeah, so, so Stephen, just to, to, to also, you know, where you have a very valid question there on, on the Rainbow Cup, you know. So, um, I had a chat. Obviously, you start making ties with people in this environment to try and make things uh, work. So, the, the, uh, you know, the guy from Indolo Labs is the guy who helps us get the tests, test, COVID test to Greek was and get it back and get a flight or a bus or something or an aeroplane or 
and get it uh, the results back to the lab by by Tuesday evening because you, know, you can't do it on Monday. Then the games get into it. So he just gave me. I, I spoke to him last night and. No, just to give some perspective, uh, and that's why I'm saying a lot of things are in doubt currently. But during this whole season, you know, out of a squad of 50, uh, average squad of 50, uh, which include the players and the management and so on, there were 8% positive cases, which is about four players. Now, you take that, you can do the math there. That's four players per team being positive weekly. And then that was during uh, a very quiet time in, in, the, in, in, the, in, the, in the, the virus or in the COVID states. But at the peak, there was it was almost uh, 20%, which is close to 10 players per team of all seven teams. You know, so you can do the math. That that was the positive rate average, uh, and you can think the knock-on effect, especially when there's coaches out and those kind of things. So a very valid question about Pro 16. The answer I don't have, uh, uh, and it's purely because we don't have it. Uh, you know, uh, we, we we want to play it. We we feel we need to play it. We are looking at different scenarios and trying to make it work. I'm on that committee, not committee, I'm on that uh, working group where we talk with them on, on fixtures and how we're going to make it work. Currently, we, we're going as if it's going to go through normal. Uh, we, we are looking at different options in the beginning, South African teams, just to play each other. But guys, the last thing we want is to have a double around Curry Cup and just South African teams has just played each other and forget the name Franchise Cup. There was just a name for me to say the franchises must play each other. You know, that competition is just a working name. It, 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 uh, that competition might be sponsored and called something totally different. And we, you know, we, we might have to find real nice innovations because we don't want you to play a double round curry cup. A Franchise Cup is just the franchises against each other again. And then maybe the Pro 16 is cancelled and we go into a Curry Cup again. I mean, that's the last thing we will do. So, Stephen, we are very unsure about that. But we have three or four options uh, which we are trying to be creative that would people, you know, without having crowds there, it's difficult to get a vibe going. Uh, I think the commentators find it tough sometimes to get a vibe going with no crowds there. So we are looking at other creative ways if the rainbow copy is off. Not just to play another Curry Cup, you know, after we've just played a franchise competition, which won't be called the Franchise Cup. So, uh, Stephen, I, I think, you know, we, we've postponed the, the, the club rugby and the schoolboys rugby till the 8th of Feb to make a, a decision on that. And, and in our way, we're preparing for the Pro 16, uh, but we, we probably will have to postpone that decision also till we exactly know what's going on and what is allowed in terms of travel and so on. Sorry, I can't give you an answer. That's where we are with that. Nathan? Um, can you guys hear me? Yes. Uh, uh, afternoon, Rusty. Um, EP Rag recently picked a squad for the upcoming accommodation. Another team who was cut uh, from the Pro 16 and Rainbow Cup, uh, the Cheetahs, have completed their Curry Cup season. Taking into consideration, EP, EP is the biggest pipeline for talent in rugby and could help improve the uh, transformation plan for Desa Rugby, which I'm sure you, you're well aware of since you are from Dispatch. And the other is Free State Rugby, which have a rich uh, rugby history. Uh, my question is, uh, is there con a contingency plan uh, for these unions going forward in order uh, for them to compete at the highest possible level again and boost the uh, unions uh, financially uh, since they were removed from Pro 16 or Rainbow Cup? Yes, yeah, great question. So. So guys, I must first of all, yeah, uh, I'll answer your question now. And we must compliment uh, the CEOs of, of the franchises, non-franchises, you know, of the smaller uh, provinces or unions. Uh, I mean, I've been on more meetings with CEOs uh, in the last 
four months and then with my own managers in our department. And I must say, everybody's trying really hard. You know, uh, we on the meetings that we are, we are throwing different scenarios uh, on the table. You know, uh, uh, the the cheetahs. I'm working really closely with uh, with uh, Errol Fister and Rainu Opperman and 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 Avis and, and and trying uh, with Joseph Jackson at the op- at the office to try and get them into that Intercontinental Cup, which you know I can't give too much detail because they're still in negotiations and see what is what is possible. And obviously, if they do that, they would like to announce that with all the the things that goes with that. But um, there's real nice possibilities, and I think it there has been reported that they in some of some of the media that they actually can go to into the, the European Challenge Cup, which if they if they do well in the Intercontinental Cup, which is a really tough competition, you know. That's a team that doesn't make the top uh, four of, of of top 14. That's some of the uh, um, teams who doesn't make the top six of the Pro 14. Uh, so that's a really tough competition. The Montpelliers played there. That's a competition Jake White won when he coached Montpellier. That was actually the Challenge Cup, which is just under the European Cup. So we're in constant talks and we we trying to find them proper fixtures uh, this year. And and you know we, we are we. Are, then the same with Tandu, who's, who's on all those franchise calls, not franchise calls, all those CO calls. You know, uh, you know, 100% correct. Um, you know, those things we discuss and we're looking at options. Obviously, again, me coming out now and saying we're looking at X, Y, and Z, uh, that would be unfair on the province or on the franchise because obviously they will announce things where they can and can't be. Uh, um, Included, uh, but you know we take those things in, in consideration. You know, uh, Cheetahs. Uh, you know, EP obviously things got out because financially they were in trouble. The Cheetahs um, is a is a is a process that was followed. You know, and I must say uh, for for a team where I played more than 120 games, um, I think you know the way there's always a process of stuff, guys. You know, and at the end of the day, the council uh, has a vote on that, and, and that's how uh, uh, some teams get selected in and selected out and uh, sometimes when I see people say you know the leadership of Esaraki, yeah, it, it makes me feel uh, people think it's me and, and, and uh, Yuri and, and Mark Alexander you know we don't make those calls it always goes to Exco and then to council and then the council votes on votes on those things which is which is the 14 presidents who votes on that you know so we when such a decision gets made we jump in and we see where can we help in terms of how do you keep your players what competition you're going to play? Where are, you going to, where are we going to get you back into competitions? You know, what fixture list can we help you before you get into the Intercontinental Cup? So, uh, again, it's because we don't share those information enough that it sometimes look it's just somebody who decided to get people out and now they leave them cold, cold on their own. So I hope that answered your question, and I think it's a valid question. Yes, thank you very much, Rassi. Craig Lewis. How's it, Rusty? Hope you're well. Uh, just to maybe shift the the conversation a little bit to the national cause. I mean, obviously, after the World Cup, you spoke a lot about wanting it to be a, a springboard for long-term success and consistency. Just in terms of perhaps how your frustration has grown just without uh, being able to get the Springboks back into action. And, and perhaps if you can also just touch on uh, where things stand with the Lions Tour. Yeah, sure, sure. Nice to chat to you, Greg. So, guys and ladies, the first thing is um, we, we would we would love to play. I'm, I'm going to start with the Lions because I guess everybody wants to know about that. And, and the shortest, I can't give you an answer, but I can tell you the following. 
I can tell you that we desperately want to play them, you know, and that we will do anything to play them. You know, uh, um, we, we, we know this opportunity only comes around in so many years, you know, so we don't want to miss this. And, and, and I can hear all the calls coming out currently, all the opinions about you know, tradition and X and Y and Z. I just wanted to know that for myself and Jacques and, and, and the management's point of view, what we have to do to go and play that, uh, 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 you know, we sacrificed the rugby championships last year, which because of player welfare, but you know, we, we also knew that there's a big tournament next year for us and, you know, we want to play this, you know, and, and, and if at the end of the day, option A doesn't work uh, in South Africa and option B is this and option C is this, we will go to option Z. Uh, we don't want to lose this line series, you know. Apart from what it means to uh, commercial reasons, it's, it's just, you know, we feel we deserve to play against them. We wanna, wanna, I want to have the opportunity. Have Jog want to have the opportunity. Some players extended their careers to have opportunities like this. Some players stayed in South Africa to, uh, to play this. So uh, we from our side, if the, if the question comes to us, guys, would you do X, Y, and Z? We don't care. We will do anything to come and play that. At this stage, we're planning as go-ahead. It's going to happen and the same warm-up matches and the same all of those kind of things. So uh, that's the only thing I can tell you. We, we, from our side, we will never, ever stop that. And that's why I think we will find a solution. Because if there's a stage where we say, yes, guys, but if this happened, you know, we're a little bit on the back foot and this is not fair, we're not going to get to that stage. We want to play the, the Lions. And that's probably the, the, the best info. And the frustration is unbelievable uh, for us in terms, but, but I mean, we can't compare this to people who don't have jobs and people who died and, and you know, nurses who works and help people. So when I say the frustration is high, I say this with all the respect to everybody that are much worse off than us. But, you know, we, we wanted to go and play the rugby championships, but there's certain things that we couldn't do just because it wasn't possible. We wanted to play Scotland. We wanted to play in the end of year tour. And we want to play now the British and Irish Lions. And it's tough to uh, players lead a little bit of hope. And some players who would have retired start asking questions. And in short, well, not in short, I talk long. In long, that's why it's so important for us to make that British and Irish Lions work. Craig Ray? Hi, Rusty. Hi, uh, Yako. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Rusty, hi. Uh, just from a director of rugby point of view, you're obviously involved in player contracting uh, you know, when it comes to the ponies. Um, how worrying is it when there's you know, not enough rugby being played for the long-term ability to actually contract players for South African rugby and to, well, to pay for them, essentially? Um, I know you don't deal in maybe the CEO level, but you, know, you do have a budget and you do have to, to look at players and be able to offer them contracts. And how worried are you that 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 might dry up, especially if something like the Lions series doesn't go away. Thanks. Yes, well, well I mean, we, we, all, we all stressed a little bit about that. If I can ask you guys also, guys, and I, I totally understand how you guys must must obviously uh, report from this. And, uh, and I know, I don't want to headline that you are worried about their salaries, or please, if you can put everything into context, or the, hopefully the way I, I described it makes sense. So. Now, if you if you think the players has now, I think it's for eight or nine months uh, at a salary cut, and not just the players, the the from the CEO and the president right through to the team manager, you know, all the fissures. So every single person in the rugby industry came together, you know, Sarayo, uh, uh, the employers, you know, uh, my players, the players uh, union, uh, uh, you know, the staff at the different uh, 
So everybody came together and accepted this energy saving plan, which I think has been reported as over a billion that we, we that we saved. Uh, 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 and you know, for us to do that, I think that it's just well done to everybody involved. And 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 I think that has given us a little bit of a lifeline. And that's why I think it's so important to make the competitions work this year. Because, you know, uh, common sense just tell me uh, we'll probably go back to doing that, which will put more pressure on players, on physiotherapists, on, you know, uh, technical analysts. There's lots of people who, who don't earn millions and millions, you know, they, uh, and they are all basically taking a salary cut. So apart from the players being contracted, uh, you know, we... That's why we're working so hard with the CEOs to find solutions and to you know, give back to the sponsors so they keep on sponsoring and, and, and we're working hard. And then, you know, when the product is not that great because of various reasons and just pointing fingers at ourselves, uh, um, I'm busy answering your question, sorry, but you know, a simple lesson we learned. Maybe between matches, it should have been, I spoke to Piper the other day, it should have been 10 days. So that you can do the testing uh, after two days. I'm talking about curry cup matches and super rugby unlock matches. Maybe the, the matches should have been 10 days between each other. Then you cut out, you can announce your team after, and you've still got five days of six days of training. You know, that's all the lessons we learn uh, as we go along. But then, then it will have influence on broadcasting, and you have to play on Mondays and Tuesdays. But then you would have leaves that 250 or 300 minutes of training during the week. So that sometimes when everybody says, oh, the products are bad, you know, I feel so sorry for the sponsor because they're backing us. And I feel so sorry for the player and the coaches because they're trying to put this all together to be on the field on Saturday. So we're feeling exactly the same what you mentioned there. We, 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 are, we are thinking, oh, guys, you know, uh, a lot is riding on COVID, on, on, on the survival of, of a lot of things. And I think people must... Uh, us people, everybody must understand that's why we're playing. Even under, even under these circumstances and playing on the 26th and on the 1st, it's actually to save the game. Uh, and another product isn't always great. But yes, we are nervous about that and that's why we're trying so hard to, to play the matches and the tournaments too, to get salaries and, and, and make the game survive in South Africa. Thanks. Thanks very much. Gavin Rich. There you go. I'm mute back. Mute, yeah. mute. Yeah, sorry. I was. I wanted to show you my face. Um, <laughs> the um, uh, just uh, the one thing I wanted to ask you, Rusty. Actually, two things I want to ask. The, the one thing was when you talk about the X, Y, Z um, options. Does it matter to you if the, this Lions tour takes place this year or if it takes place at another date? Like, I mean, not in the too distant future. Obviously, next year. Would that would that matter so much to you? No, Gavin. That's what I'm saying. Any option that we can get not to lose the Lions tour. We will take you. If it means we're going to lose the Lions tour, we will do anything else. We, we just, uh, well, the Lions games, uh, you know, other people are talking about playing on that side. So if it means we can't move to next year uh, and, and, and we're losing it, no, we will play next year, we will play there, we will play here. I'm talking now from coaches, players and management side. Obviously, there's commercial and other things that I'm not involved with, but we are willing to do anything to play those matches. Okay, and then the, then the other question sort of moves away a bit from professional rugby more to the sort of pipeline, which I know is also something that you very, very, in, well, obviously it's part of your job. Um, there's going to be guys, I mean, it's possible that we're going to have guys coming out of school who, who never played first team rugby because they didn't have rugby in their standard nine and their matric years. Guys who, 
um, would have played age group rugby and may not get to play sort of under 19 or under 21 because there wasn't, okay, you got to, you did have that competition last year, but not as much rugby as they would normally play in a year. Um, is that a concern to you? And, and is there a way to sort of like try and get around this problem? And if so, what, what are you doing? Because that's one thing that really bothers me is that this whole rugby sort of come to a stop now and, and you know, the school, school rugby isn't happening and, and that's where your future players come from. Yes, no, spot on. And that's why, Gavin, the, the, the under-21 competition that was played uh, last year, that's why we played that in a bubble and only a single round. And, and just for the, for the franchises to make an assessment, we've signed these boys, they're not going to play rugby. We let them all play in one, uh, in, uh, at one venue. And at least so that the province can make, okay, this guy's got a future. Of course, you know, they would have signed guys and also released players without having seen them play. So our elite player development pathway, our EPD pathway, which is from very young, under 15, we have got ranked players, you know. It's actually one day I must explain to all of you guys how that works. So we select uh, 45, 60 players first, then 45. And in each position, we select three players, you know, uh, loose head, tight head, uh, hooker, uh, and, and interestingly, listen, just on the transformation side, we've got a principle. So if in the top three, there's not a player of color, we actually pick four. We actually pick five till we have two players of color in each position. So if there's two players of color ranked in the first three, then we've got those loose heads there. But if there's, say, for example, uh, three white boys there, then we go to number four and five to make sure those players stay and we work with them and we intervene with them or do interventions with them. Now, the, why I said that to you, we've walked a, a path of those players from under 15 because we started that program in 2014. Uh, and now, all the work that's done from 2014 on a lot of the guys, uh, we actually lost it in a way uh, uh, because of last year's Craven Weeks, SA Schools games and so on. So we, that's why I was in a meeting with Sastra, the, the schools association, and, you know, they are desperate to play. Uh, of course, there's lots of things that, that's negatively impacting the, the schoolboys at school and their rugby career going forward. And there's no uh, something where you can contract them for, no, no, no platform. So that's why at that meeting where all the Sastra uh, people was involved, uh, no Inga and his team, we said, let's postpone it to the 8th of February. Let's see how things, I know it's only two weeks, three weeks, but let's see how things pans out in terms of the virus. And then we'll continuously... Uh, monitor uh, and, and see, can schools rugby start, you know, uh, will the Craven Week be on, those kind of things. If that doesn't happen, we will give in an EPD plan, which is an elite player development plan, to try and get the players, because our database are awesome, because we've been doing it now for, for six years, we've got a database of all the players ranked for over six years. And, yeah, we might miss a few because, you know, you know we couldn't get to everybody. But then maybe get those guys into camps and let them play trials against each other and have some kind of platform. So those are the contingency plans which we have, Gavin, if schools rugby doesn't go down, down normally. But that will be something we present uh, uh, when we get to the 8th of Feb and we see the case is still the same. Guys, I see there's another three questions in English. The Afrikaans is going to take a little while as well. So I'm going to do these three questions in English. Then we go over to Afrikaans, if that's okay with everybody. Uh, Ken, your question. Thanks, Gina. Um, Rossi, you mentioned the uh, European Challenge Cup and, and the uh, Champions Cup. Um, how far are ne negotiations in terms of ensuring that um, South African franchises who finish in the 
top three in Pro 16 um, get to qualify for Champions Cup, you know, as it is for the European teams. Yes, thanks, Kenya. Um, just another interesting stat uh, while we're on that, guys, and, and it's totally off your point, but I'm going to answer you, Singh. Just um, in terms of uh, matches cancelled, the European Cup has, has four matches cancelled and 24 suspended, and Challenge Cup has two cancelled and 14 suspended, you know. Same with top 14, 13. I was just looking at my notes on the European Cup and Challenge Cup. And, now, and Pro 14, uh, yeah, Pro 14, 11 postponed. Premiership 5. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I was just, when you asked the question, I was just thinking, if you look at our competition and the way we, we're trying to manage that, we, we've learned a lot also from what they're doing there and we're following some of their protocols. In terms of getting into that, uh, that, that I think, you know, only our, uh, the leadership above me can answer that. But I do know for a fact that the Cheetahs going into the Intercontinental Cup, one of the things they are negotiating or chatting is for them to enter the, 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 the you know, the Challenge Cup. Uh, so it would be quite uh, ironic if they get into Europe before uh, the guys is playing Pro 16. Because uh, I'm not 100% sure uh, uh, what, how far is that from totally agreed on. And, and Yuri would be the person that answer that and uh, but I know the end goal is to uh, get into Pro 16. Uh, I don't know, I, I can't tell you, we will definitely after the second year be able to qualify and I think it's the top six, six teams if I remember correctly from my monster days, the top six teams go through to the, uh, out of the Pro 14 in those days, those teams go through. And yeah. that, is, that is definitely an aim to try and get in there. It wouldn't make sense for us just to go and play, play Pro 16 and don't have a European uh, option somewhere. Philosophy? Thanks, Zina. Um, I don't know if I can, uh, but I want to ask a question each to uh, Rasi and Yaku. Um, Rasi, just a, a pro do you have a progress report on some of the guys that are injured, like your Andre Pollard, who have long-term injuries in terms of return to play and, and how the their their, their sort of uh, ailments are going. And Yaku, uh, just from a, um, a, a refereeing point of view, um, I know Rusty spoke a lot about, you know, the, the bridging the gap between poor performances and good performances by referees. Um, would you put that down to um, referees also taking a bit of time to adjust to some of the law variations that have that have come up, and is that also you know sort of filtering into the players? And maybe Rusty, you can also answer this from a coaching point of view. Is it harder because uh, you know coaches have less time now to sort of prepare their teams uh, to sort of adapt to 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 the, the the law variations? Thank you. Yes, that's a great question. Just to give you a feedback, guys, and, and if you think about when we were going to play rugby championships, you know, we, according to our lockdown and our scientists, guys, we, we must try and get to 400 minutes to go and play rugby championships. Now, uh, that was, that was we made that call in August, and as I said, that's why we had that green and gold game, just to up the, the players that's in the mix to, to, to get more minutes under their belt. Just to give you an update of what you asked on the players now, since August last year, Peter Stefter Twain, zero minutes. Erkis Neyman, seven minutes. Franco Moster, 65 minutes. Malcolm Marks, 80 minutes. Vali Leroux, 150 minutes. Andre Pollard, 168 minutes. Magazolo, 170 minutes. Jeff, Jeff, uh, Jesse Creel, 175 minutes. Quagga, 215 minutes. Thomas de Twain, 215 minutes. 
uh, Galax current to Benny 286 minutes, Lorde Jager 315 minutes. Uh, so we are talking about half of our squad currently not having made for 400 minutes. Uh, uh, so, you know, out of the squad that we would have got them, we have taken 40 players there, there's at least 20 who still not at 400 minutes. So, you know, uh, um, you, you get, yeah, it's, and the guys who's over 400 minutes is just close to five, 500 minutes. It's not like they found 560 or 600. They're just over 400 minutes. So we are really, when it comes to that, I don't think the rugby, not playing the rugby championships will have an influence on how we play our next test matches. Because, yes, we are, it's, you know, how you played last year during rugby championships won't affect your form in the British and Irish Lions tour. I mean, that's just impossible. But I am worried that, you know, we... A lot of our guys who got back straight from our lockdown, even got into it, got injured. Lourdes got into it, got injured. Andre Pollard straight into it, got injured. So that's what we're saying. Our lockdown was 10 times worse physically staying inside, can't run on a park, you know, can't do contact, can't do breakdown drills. Long, much longer than, 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 than Argentina and New Zealand. They were playing with crowds already in New Zealand. So we have, on the other side, having Andy Edwards, uh, from his head of strength, uh, athletic performance, and also Felix, who's monitoring all the players that side. You know, who meets up with the guys, goes through game plan. And on this side, you know, we are fully on top of every minute. And Jacques and, and, and his team is, is analyzing every facet of every player. So I'm not nervous that we don't know where they are. We know exactly where they are. And that's why we push through this uh, Christmas period, let them play there, because we really need the guys to get game time. Uh, yes, Paper, you can answer the one on the preparation and stuff. Um, I think you froze there. Paper, you totally froze. Yes. Yeah, it's frozen again. Okay, uh, let's see if he, if he comes back into the mix. But uh, let, let me tell you a practical thing, guys. Uh, uh, we take it full, fully on the chin when, when referees don't perform well. And again, this is no excuses. This is lessons learned. Uh, just in this environment, they also obviously do testing, and some of them did, did test positive. And then at 99, a new guy gets the game to referee on Saturday. The difference with this uh, for us, uh, no excuses, lessons learned, is that a guy... Let's say there's nine or eight referees refereeing. Normally, because there was varsity cup and other competitions and uh, first division curry cup and those kind of things, and some of the referees would have been away refereeing test matches and so on, the, they would have had every every weekend a game. But they're having every third weekend now a game, and we can't ignore the next tier referees who's coming through. You know. Uh, the Griffin Colby's and, you know, guys, we have to give uh, Amy and those uh, ladies, we, we have to give those ladies chance to develop. If you just put them on the back burner now for the whole of, whole of last year, total of last year, they didn't ref at all, and you come into the new year and you don't let them ref. So to get Amy on the park and Griffin Colby on the park, you know, a guy like Yaku and a guy like AJ and Rasta and those guys, they ref every three weeks. So in a normal cycle, they will have premiership, go down first division, referee a varsity cup game. You're in the mix always. You can work on your on, on your bats and, 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 and accept your, your criticism and go and work on it, you know. But now you're out of the game and you're referee in three weeks' time again. Some had to slot in as TMOs. ARs had to become TMOs for, for, for various reasons. So 
no excuses. There was uh, quite a few referees who we took off because of performances. We were straight up with the, with, with the coaches, and we, you know, we when we, when there was a bad performance, uh, we picked up the phone and spoke to Jimmy or spoke to Jake or spoke to uh, you know, the different people, and we actually took them off. So there was no continuity. They also got ill. They also late got replacements, and they, they, the the rules that were revved, you know, was was difficult to get under the belt because you only read every third week. Papi, you, you got offline there if you want to add to that. Sorry, I tried to answer. No, mute, 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 mute. Gee, I'm, I'm really struggling here. Um, yeah, I, I picked up where you said we only ref every third week. And, and that's reality. We don't get that rhythm as usual where you ref three, four times a month. Um, but yes, that's not an excuse. It's just something we've learned. We, we didn't have three warm-up games to actually go through the new interpretations with the teams. We got straight back, straight into competition. So it's an adjustment for... And we couldn't train with the teams either, not 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 just a, a warm-up game. So that took us probably a bit longer than we, we hoped for to, to get a, a used to those ones. But I, I can... Everybody rest assured, we, we have this, this sort of platform every week where we try and and review and improve our performances and identify. The problem is it just takes another two, three weeks before you get a, a fixture where you can actually go and fix it. But yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a bit different to the, to the past. Um, guys, we'll just take Adnan and Kanyiso in English, please, guys, so that we can get to the Afrikaans. So Adnan, you go. Yeah, thanks, Ina. And uh, hi, Rasi, it's uh, been a while. Yeah, just uh, I just want to ask two questions, Rashid. I don't know if I understood you clearly. Um, the Kings, will they be considered for the Franchise Cup? Um, I'm not sure if I understood you correctly. No, 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 no. And then, uh, at, yeah, and then the second question, uh, just follow up on, on the, the, the question that um, uh, one of the guys asked earlier about the overseas-based players. You mentioned all the injured ones, but obviously on the positive side, there are, there are guys that are really performing... Um, uh, that are box like uh, I'm talking, looking at players at uh, Sales Sharks, um, even uh, Cheslin in, in in France, and and I don't know uh, if you've seen anything about. We don't see uh, Mapimpi in, in Japan, or you know. So if you can just talk about that as well. Yes, yes. The first thing I, I know, man, you always put me on the spot. I I, I quickly talk about something, then you you remember how to. You know, a guy like a guy like Mapimpi, uh, he's only played 170 minutes, you know. Uh, and again, if you now talk to Jacques. Uh, those those two games are analysed to the T, you know, 100%. From his high ball catching to his, you know, his, his handling. So we are fully aware of those guys. And you are correct. There is some really positive spin-offs because we didn't, we believe, going the, in, into the rugby championships where we felt we would get a massive amount of injuries. We thought so. And, you know, we wouldn't have been able to uh, defend a catastrophic injury there if a player got really badly injured there. I mean, uh, our contract insurance just wouldn't have maybe kicked in. And a player could have sued us and said, hey, I've played three games. You're going to take me to play test match rugby. So the, the positive is then we could blend them in slowly into the curry cup and get them ready. Uh, and, and, and some of them are underplayed, which sometimes is better because we now have the next four or five months to get guys game time up to speed. So, yes, that's why the Franchise Cup, and we must actually stop calling it the Franchise Cup. That's my mistake. I accidentally wrote Franchise Cup. The competition where the franchises will play against each other to be ready for the Pro 16. Uh, um, uh, uh, that competition, you know, is vital to, to get those guys who's underplayed uh, up to the right minutes. And those guys who's overplayed a little bit 
keep them back so that we all start on even feet when we go into Pro 16, if we do go into Rainbow Cup. Uh, That competition, whatever it's going to be called, where the franchises play, no, that will be determined, uh, uh, you know, the SA Cup must still happen at this stage. Uh, You know, those provinces in the SA Cup must do testing. That's very expensive. Uh, uh, Although we've got a great... I negotiated a great deal with, with the lab that does it, does it for us on one day. It's still very expensive to do those testings, you know. That's why club rugby stuff, you know, uh, schoolboy rugby stuff, you know, uh, if they're going to do that, that testing. So um, if the SA Cup, uh, uh, you know, doesn't overlap or doesn't have something like... So I'm on mute so you can do whatever you can do. Cool. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, uh, uh, so. um, let me know if I need to move anywhere. Guys, can you please switch off your microphones? You're not on mute, but still on Sunday. Okay, so, so um, now the Franchise Cup uh, would have been because the SA Cup uh, starts just uh, at the end of the Franchise Cup and, and uh, or the competition where the franchises are playing. And if the Rainbow Cup gets cancelled, yeah, surely then there's, a, there's, there's opportunities that the Franchise Cup or the competition where the franchises play might be played differently. But again, we will only know that once we know what's happening in the Rainbow Cup and, you know, uh, how's things going in the SA Cup. And uh, those things are all being pushed back a little bit till the end of this month or the beginning of February to decide. Uh, but they might play there if the other competitions where they are playing are compromised. Uh, but again, that's a decision I myself obviously don't take, who will be taken by the same uh, things that the Constitution will allow us to do that. Final English question, Kaniso. Okay. Uh, good afternoon, Rasi. Good afternoon, media colleagues. I hope everyone has entered up 2021 well. I'm Russell, just need a point of clarity with regards to COVID. Did you actually have COVID? And if so, um, please um, just narrate the experience for us, please. Yeah. Yes, I did have COVID. I think I'm, I'm, I'm on day 23 now. Uh, um, you're talking about me personally, no? Yes, yes, yes. You. I, I, okay, sorry. I want to give you a, a, a few sorry story for me and then you're asking about somebody else. No, yeah, we did get it. Uh, myself, my wife... Uh, got it uh, and I think all our kids got it but their symptoms was just losing taste and they didn't, didn't really feel sick yeah we were for five six days pretty bad uh, in a bad shape but you know that was I think on day 19 11 to 14 we were down and out and I was really worried because some of us got that, that other underlying illnesses uh, but you know after that you know the only thing that's left now is uh, <laughs> With my fat body, a really low heart rate for some reason. I'm averaging here between 48 and 55, which they say is one of the of the side effects, which I definitely shouldn't be with, with being as fat as I'm currently. Uh, and then uh, just just headaches. But I mean, I think from day nine for five days it was really really bad. But we, I mean, there's people who's got much worse. So yeah, uh, not not bad at this stage. We're going good. Really-